Hello and welcome to Coffee Grounds with Gracie Rice. Um, I hope y'all have had a really, really good week. I have had a pretty decent week. It's been kind of muggy outside, so I haven't been doing much outside. I've been staying inside, moving stuff around in my room, cleaning up my closet, which I really, really needed to do, helping my sister with schoolwork. Me and my best friend are currently um, trying to have a Longmire marathon. <laughs> really good show. Do recommend. Um, it's like a country NCIS, which is one of my favorite shows already. So, I'm currently eating sunflower seeds too, because I'm addicted. My best friend can also tell you that. I You can find like bottles of sunflower seeds everywhere in my room. It's crazy. Definitely addicted. <laughs> Anyways, I hope y'all have had a really, really good week. Um, if you have any prayer requests, my website is open. I will link it in the description down below, along with my Instagram. Hope you give that a follow. Uh, for Coffee Grounds, that would be awesome. So today, I'm going to be diving into Corinthians chapter 1. Um, not Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 4 through 8 is what I'm mainly going to be focused on. So, to give you a little um, background information on 1 Corinthians, Paul is in jail. He's hearing that the city of Corinth, which he did come teach at, is going into complete chaos. There are major divisions in the church because after... Um, Paul came through, two others came through to teach the gospel as well, Apollos, I hope I'm saying that right, and Peter. So as those people came, a lot of the church had favorites on who they favored teaching. Like, I'm on team Peter, I'm on team Paul, I'm on team Apollos. And they were just saying really mean and hurtful things to each group, which was not okay in any means um, at all. So Paul was like, are you serious? Um, which is completely understandable. I know it's hard to understand what some people are teaching. Because I know me, everyday life, it's hard for me to understand if it's a certain teacher while or they are speaking. It's just easier for me to understand if like my friends are explaining it to me rather than the teacher. Stuff like that. I feel like everybody goes through that some sometimes which is okay but it's no reason hating on the people they don't understand so that's why there's really big divisions in the church and that is mainly in chapters one through four chapters five through seven are mainly about sex and how a lot of people in Corneth, which is a very um a lot of people there worshiped god many gods and goddesses they had big temples and prostitutes tended to to work in the temples which was really weird you wouldn't normally think that but they were really treating their bodies um very wrong they were saying hey since i'm saved i can do whatever i want and all that jazz which is not true you're supposed to be mirroring mirroring i think <laughs> um jesus and how he acted um not wasting your life away and wasting your body that is not yours um for your own pleasure which is not okay 
the next um, set of chapters is 8 through 10, which is mainly focusing on food. No, not arguing which food is better, but talking about the sacrificed animals of the um, Greek gods and goddesses that to Christians were only like stone and was not the real deal. They were trying to decide what should happen to the meat of the animal they sacrificed. Um, this could have gone both ways. Some non-Christians were like, we shouldn't need it. Some were like, we should. Um, most Christians, some Christians were like, we should eat it. Some were like, we shouldn't. Stuff like that. So it was really on how you interpreted it. So let's say you're in a room of people who believe in many gods. And you're a Christian. You've been um, professing your love for Jesus and Christ. And someone sees you eating the meat of this animal. And they're like, hey, you say you worship Jesus, but like you're not. You worship many gods because you're eating this. But if you are alone and you are eating it, knowing that you're not worshiping um, other gods, it's okay. God, God's like, eat up. You need to eat. <laughs> but it's all on how people take it. And a lot of people tend to take it the wrong way. So it just depends on the setting. So it talked a lot about that in chapters 8 through 10. Now chapters 11 through, thir 11 through 14, it's talking about the gathering. Now this is very important because they gathered for church in really big settings. A lot of newcomers would come and they would try to explain everything. But it was very chaotic. You had people speaking in tongues and in foreign languages that they didn't understand. You had teachers who were interrupting each other because they felt like they had spiritual encounter, which is good. Paul has no hate on that. It's about the effects of the new people they were trying to teach and how chaotic it was for them to learn. So there had to be more of a um, stable, concrete way of teaching rather than everybody just saying whatever they wanted in the middle of a sermon or whatever. Um, so that was very, very important. And in chapter, that leads me to chapter 13, verses 4 through um, 8, which is about love. So it says, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easy um, angered, it keeps no record of wrongs, it, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth, it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, um, always perseveres. That is 4 through 7. Now... I want to break this down because um, I feel like it is always good. Uh, love is always a good topic whenever you're talking about the Bible just because God did so much for you and it is super, super important to get that love aspect. So, love um, is patient and love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. This is, I think this is talking about, I think everybody needs to work on their patience. I don't think everybody is perfectly patient. I know patient. I work on my patience all the time because it is personally super, super hard for me to be patient, <laughs> even though I may come off as it. It's extremely hard for me. So 
It is saying how love is patient and love is kind, so you should always always be patient with others and be kind with others. It is not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. This is, t- I think this is m- talking about more like humbling yourself. I talked about that a lot in my first podcast. Humility is a huge thing and is very important. Now for verse um, 5, it says, It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easy angered. It is, keeps no record of wrongs. I think this is my favorite part of this. I have been looking for um, self-confidence of having um, and self-love. I've been trying to figure my way out that. And this was like, it is not self-seeking. I feel like we look everywhere in ourselves for that self-confidence when we need to be looking in God for self-confidence and self-love because he has all of the answers, which I think is super duper important. Now in verse, um, and I like it in verse five where it says, it is not easy angered. So I know people like myself have a short temper and get angry easily. But you have to learn to be patient and you have to learn to be calm in very stressful situations. And it says it keeps no record of wrongs. I think this is saying since God has forgiven you of your sins, you can do wrong. You can sin because we are all sinners and love keeps no record of wrongs whatsoever. So you can be a sinner as long as your heart's in the right place, because we are all sinners, and we are all not perfect, but we all can strive to be, um, and mirror Jesus like we are supposed to. In verse 6, it says, it does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. So, love does not, um, dwell and come from an evil place. It comes from truth, which is God. So, and in verse 7, it says, it protects, it trusts, it um, always hopes, it always perseveres. So, whenever it trusts, I love that one, and protects. So, God will always protect you, and you always have to put your trust in God. You always, um, being hopeful in God, I think, is um, very, very important. You always, um, I know people are like, hope for the best. Well, you have to put your hope in God and he will find out a way and um, all that jazz. It's kind of hard to explain. I know I, this is kind of um, out of my comfort zone doing this whole podcast thing just because I'm a terrible explainer, I feel like. And always, uh, it says, it always perseveres. So... While this earth is a very evil place, you always have to look for the good and you always have to persevere, which I think is amazing. And it says in verse 8, love never fails. God will never fail you whatsoever. That is just not going to happen. You may think this is a really sucky situation you're in right now, but trust me, if you put your trust in the Lord, then you will be okay because his love never fails. 
I just dropped my sunflower seed. Dang it. <laughs> um, but where there are prof- prophecies, I can never, I cannot talk today, I'm sorry. They will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. I think this is saying, like, no man is capable of doing what God can do. That's just a fact. Everybody knows that. (laughs) Um, And it's really saying, like, hey, you cannot put your expectations so high. Because when God comes, whenever um, um, God comes and all like all tongues will be like silenced no one will be even thinking of an alternative like god like the um corinthians were worshiping other um, gods and goddesses whenever he comes he comes back there will be um it would it would be great it's it would be very great and i hope I hope I'm married before then. <laughs> no, I always joke about that stuff. So, I I really have grown to really like this verse for First Corinthians. I don't know. I just really really like it. I'm sorry if you can hear thunder right now. It is storming, or it's about to storm, and I really wanted to make sure I got this podcast um, beforehand finished before it got really really bad so if you heard thunder this is what's going on so i think i touched on this a little bit last my last episode in ephesians chapter 2 verses 2 verses 4 to 5 says but god who is rich in his mercy because of his great love in which he loved us when even when we are dead in our trespasses made us alive together in Christ. By grace you have been saved. I love, 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 love this verse. I've always loved the phrase, but God, that has been so powerful for me. Like, but God, but God. I absolutely love that. I think I have the lesson I have for it written down. I posted this actually on my Snapchat story. I am an avid Snapchat user. I think that's my most used app, um, which is probably not the best because I'm trying to limit my social media use. I'm really attached to it, and it's something I've been struggling with. <sighs> so, I hope I could find my lesson. That would be nice. Okay, got it. So... I love, I love, 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 love this, but God, it's like we are so dead in our trespasses, but God, but God who loves us, who would do anything for us, who, I don't know, it's just, it's a very, very powerful message. I was going through and I was like, how many times is like, but God used in the Bible? A lot, a lot, a lot. <laughs> in one case is in 1 Corinthians um, chapter 1 verses 26 through 27 for you see your calling um, brethren that not many wise according to the flesh not many mighty not many noble are called 
but God has choose has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the work the weak things of the world, but put to shame the mighty. I love this. Like the world makes so so many things um very good and like it is saying mighty but it's it's they're not so how god will take the weak things that the world thinks is weak and turn it and like completely disregard the mighty is very very good and i absolutely love it in first corinthians chapter 3 verse 6 through 7 it says um I planted, Apollos um, watered, but God gave the increase. So then, with, so then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. So you can, you can um, preach, you can um, spread the word, but God is the only one who can really... Um, accept like he is like the judge he um can accept and stuff like that again it's really hard for me to explain this type this type of stuff it's um i'll have to learn and grow with that (laughs) because i've been really struggling with it so in genesis chapter uh, 50 verse 20 um but as for you you meant evil against me but God meant um, for good in order to bring it about as, as it is the, this day to save many people um, alive. I have a King James Bible and it's very hard for me to understand a lot of stuff just because the way it's worded. So I always try to like translate it the best I can whenever I'm uh, trying to talk about it. Cause it's really really hard for me too and so personally i think it's better for me to write out all kinds of I'll write it out rather than say it just because i'm really really bad at talking y'all really 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 bad and it's been a big struggle of mine but i'm trying to improve on it i'm really really trying to and then in romans chapter 5 verse um 7 through 8 um it is says another like but god um, and it's i just i don't know i love the word but the words but god together it is just so powerful and i absolutely love it like he loved us so so much he sent his only son to die on the cross for us like mm, my sweet tea's getting to me um like in Romans chapter uh, 12 verse 10 it says be kindly be kindly affectionate to another with brotherly love and honor giving uh, preference to one another I like this verse because it is not saying like you should only love God because God wants you to love other people which is super super important especially that's what I've been struggling with just because it's hard for me to love everybody, but I know I have to because you're supposed to love um, 
your neighbor like your brother and or a stranger like your neighbor <laughs> and it's extremely important to do that so i'll have to get somebody else <laughs> on the podcast with me i think that would be more entertaining and stuff because i feel like being me being by myself is kind of like having me ramble on about all this stuff all this all these things and i've really been stranded but I'm trying to pull myself together. I'm trying to. I'm really trying to. But. But. I really, really hope y'all did enjoy this podcast. And talking about love. Like you have to love yourself. And you have to love God. 100%. And you have. And um, because God loves you. And he loves you with all of his heart. And. It's just so important, and you have to love other people. It's, you just, you have to, you have to love everything, everybody, everybody, which is um, really hard for some of us to kind of fathom, just because you may really, really dislike somebody, and you might even, like, hate them. I hate that word. I hate the word hate. (laughs) Um, But you might really, really dislike somebody, but you have to love them. You have to. That's just how it is. So, this podcast has been going on for 21 minutes now. I will definitely try to come up with a better format for everything. And so I'm not, like, rambling right now. I'll have to come up with a better system of really talking about a lot of things. Because I felt like I rambled a lot. And I'm rambling about rambling. So I'll try to make it more structured and come up with a better plan and talk stuff. This, These are just like testing stuff out. This is testing stuff out. Um, but I do hope you enjoyed. This is Coffee Grounds with Gracie Rice. I will have everything like my Instagram, my website, all linked in the description below. Thank you. And I will hopefully see you next time. Not see you. Hope you were listening next time. Bye.